I'm Lasani. <laughs> Salam, it's Amatula. Hi, my name is Evangeline. <laughs> and today, we're here to talk about black hair and black hair origins and black hair past, present, and future. Because Kim Kardashian, you've got me fucked up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All the Kardashian Jenners got me fucked up. Yeah, they I mean, can catch his righteous hands. Um. Understandable. I just wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's in in, in on a serious note, we're going to talk about black hair and why hair is not just hair, and why hairstyles aren't just styles. They are cultural touchstones which is a phrase i'm using so often in this podcast i'm realizing yeah let's get into it let's get into it let's get into it so what are the origins of black hair actually like the origins of black hair are basically like Okay, so the specific black hairstyles I was going to talk about were braids and um, different, like, sorts of wigs. And I was going to mention, like, um, you know, the, um, you know, like, women braiding rice into their hair. And when they came, when they were brought over on steamships, etc. And um, how some say that, you know, cornrows were used as, like, maps to get out of get away from the plantations. Um, and then I was going to talk about how wigs are nothing new. <laughs> they did not come out of nowhere. We've been, mm-hmm. people have been wearing wigs for a million years. As soon for as real, people realize, real. hey, that, that would look nice on my head. People have been wearing wigs. Um, and then I feel like recently, there was, I don't know about recently, but a while ago, there was like a, um, so archaeologists had uncovered like some ancient Egyptian wig. And at first of all, I was like, put it back. But then also, I, I was like, can I see it? Can I borrow it? <laughs> like, it, it looks nice. Was and I was, like, I was like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. It was a braided oh, bob my, with the I gold. Imagine, I was like, ooh. I know. She looked, she probably looked sickening. She back was in the probably day. The, oh, my God. in the Jesus sandals. She was probably shot her thing around them pyramids. Not the pyramids. Oh my God. <laughs> I think pre Jesus sandals. <laughs> <laughs> She said, the sun god Ra wants what I have. <laughs> <laughs> you think other people <laughs> like the hieroglyphics was like talking shit? I'm crazy. <laughs> Did you see what this bitch <laughs> carved into her tablet? She said, dog, dog. <laughs> Crane, dog, dog. <laughs> What's it mean? Uh, this bitch have raggedy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we, we're college educated. <laughs> <laughs> honey's an art student, so maybe, maybe they can just figure it out. I don't count. <laughs> okay, but um, <laughs> on a serious note, the um, I want to talk more about the um, uh, braiding rice seeds into the hair because that's really something that i held like 
I don't know if I held it personally, but I don't know. It just like hearing that that, that was a thing that happened. It was just like, ugh, black people do it again. Like, I don't know. It's like in, in, in genius, visionary, legendary. She gets it. She gets it. She gets it. Um, it's like it's like hmm? the, um, how they w- people would braid like escape routes into people's heads, like mm-hmm. in order to like find how to get off the plantation. I, I always thought that was cool as hell. <laughs> right. But like specifically the and when I first heard this, like the whole like okay. Basically the right braiding rice into the hair was like it was just as it said on the tin. They put little like rice seeds in like the in the braids. Um specifically in cornrow braids and like they were like thick so you could like actually put things in there and they wouldn't move. Because we aren't white. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Talk about it. And I was pausing for dramatic effect. But um <laughs> But um Yeah, so they would like braid the hair around these uh these rice seeds, these rice grains, and later on they would be planted so that when the when people were brought over as slaves, um they could plant them and have something like familiar, basically. Some something to connect them. And we know this to be true because, well, how else would there be like all these? Okay, so basically they found a bunch of um, these rice plants, these wild rice plants that were growing. And they were like, hmm, where did these come from? And they traced them all the way back and they were like, wow, Africa. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we, we know that, you know, the whites didn't do that because not only were they grown in a way that was not very okay so basically on the plantations they were it was it's a big farm it's a very structured area um and so we know that the first of all i I don't think that europeans like the way people were able to grow rice i don't think they knew what they were doing there's no rice in europe like naturally um and also it's the fact that it was structured to to be wild rice you know like it's a wild plant that's just growing and vibing. Um, and so I just think that when I was heard, told that story, I think my aunt made that story. And when I heard it, first I thought it was fake, and then I looked into it and I was like, oh, it's real. And just the way, like, I don't know, I had my mom put cornrow braids in my hair for a long time. Like, we're talking like birth to age 17 basically before i like a little bit before i turned 18 um so for 17 and some change years um i was wearing my hair in the same way that really gave a lot of these people who were brought over as slaves um i don't know if salvation is the right word but just a sort of familiarity like I don't know. It's something really important to me about having such history on my, on my head. You know? Mm. Plus, it looks cute. So, I never hurt nobody. <laughs> what I remember reading also um, is that, like, when people were uh, escaping, that they would sew, not sew, braid, or uh, I was thinking sew in for something later, sorry. Uh, they would braid like gold and beans and other things into their hair when they were trying to escape the plantation so they would be able to carry as much as they could without having to actually 
you know, carry things mm-hmm. or worry, risk losing them. When you right. said that, like, when you said beans, my immediate thought was not the beans, the beans. <laughs> Girl, we going to Hannah. Girl, we going to Hannah. <laughs> oh my god. Girl, we going to North. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for it later in the afterlife. Don't worry about me. Yeah, your ancestors are about to pull up oh, and be like, you the <laughs> you the one that said not the beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a funny day. I mean, it's gonna hurt because they're gonna beat me with sticks. But not the sticks. <laughs> yes, the sticks. Um, but yeah, I just think that the history. It's like, oh, how can you say at this point? That, you know, it's just hair. It's just, like, it's just a hairstyle. When, like, it means so much. Not even, like, just to, like, the modern day. But it meant so much to people back in the day. Like, back in slavery times. Um, and, like, it really, it represents, like, a, a, a certain level of, um... Girl, I'm not smart. What does it represent? I think it represents a certain level of uh, like political resistance or just resistance in general. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> When I was younger, I went to a school. I went to an elementary and a middle school. They were like same school, kid eight. Um, that was so at least ninety eight percent black. It was to the point where I haven't. I didn't see. I didn't have any like peers that were not black until maybe seventh grade. I can hear the beads in that place. I That's really what I'm just about to get to. It. I remember one day we were playing heads up seven up and mm-hmm. um we all like <laughs> the girls in the class because we all had beads and barleys and barrettes <laughs> small sidebar what did you call those it was like two balls and they were connected by a black string what did you call those bobos i ain't call them nothing i have a white mom <laughs> i gotta go i gotta go <laughs> Oh no! Um, we called them bullies. Um, and I just remember all the beads and the bullies and barrettes would, like clack against the table. Like when we put our heads down, <laughs> 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 it felt like somebody was throwing pebbles. Like <laughs> for real, they're so loud. <laughs> but it was just so like I hear that sound now. Like when I was um when I worked with the Girl Scouts and I we would uh play that same game. And, you know, all the Girl Scouts in the troop, because it's a troop in South Philadelphia, that we were all black. And um, so all the beads in the ballies and barrettes would just clack against the table. And it's just such a nostalgic kind of sound that I really think that, like, I don't know, not flex, y'all missed out on that one. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I <laughs> like, it, it's, it's something that makes me feel really connected with being black. Like, mm. it's something that just about every black girl you ever seen had and it's um, like a solidarity type of thing almost mm-hmm. too absolutely it it's like did. we ain't got nothing in common but we definitely had the same hairstyle for six months <laughs> exactly 
This is a slight tangent, but do y'all remember uh, Pink, that hair product? Oh, I can smell it right now. You said it. I know. <laughs> I remember it, but I can't recall the smell because it's been so long. Do you remember, um, it was like Just For Me or something like, what was it called? <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Um, I think it was like Just For Me. I think it was like, it was like probably like the number four because <laughs> black people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was <laughs> this little picture of this. My mom would like would straighten the front of my hair, right, and then mm-hmm. braid the rest. So I had a bang and then braids. <laughs> Not the bang. Not the bang. <laughs> the bang. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but I this I did want to talk about not just like hmm not just natural stuff I want to talk about I also wanted to talk about I guess no I guess protective styles are natural whatever I wanted to talk about wigs and weaves because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people specifically black men specifically non-black people of color specifically everyone who isn't a black woman loves to be like oh this is a new thing, a new trend. So cute, so stylish, so trendy. And it's like people have been wearing wigs for 20,000 million, bajillion, kajillion, quatrillion years. So many years people have been wearing wigs. Um, I think that people love to see that black people, black women are having fun with something and just snatch it. Yaga, like, it's gone. Where did it go? I just had it in my hand. Now it's in now it's in Becky's hand. And it's like, um, I don't know. It's like that same we were just talking about nostalgia and solidarity. Now it's like, I don't I don't have any nostalgia or solidarity with you as a non-black person wearing the hairstyle that I was mocked for for seven years. It's it's mm. just like you wear Hmm. I I want to say you you're wearing these like you're wearing the the weaves. You're wearing these like extended braids. You're wearing braids in general. First of all, your hair is gonna fall out, and I'm gonna laugh at you. But also, inshallah. Um. It's just it's a it does it's a disservice to it's a disservice and it's dishonest to like who you are. You know, you got your own thing going on. Figure that out first. Yeah, I remember like a post where somebody was like, y'all want to um, put braids in your hair? Y'all know those 50s hairstyles with all the curls? Why aren't y'all doing that? Because let me tell you, those oh, are cute yeah. too. I like those. I think they're fun. Yeah, a little like, like it, it, pep in your step, a little swoosh as you walk. A little walking on real. sunshine. Woo-hoo. That should be bouncing or something. Like... It always, like, obviously I'm irked about it, but, like, y'all have your own stuff. Exactly. we tell you, hey, this isn't for you, but you want it anyway, even though you got your own stuff. Something I wanted to bring up really quickly, while talking more about braids rather than wigs, but, like, other cultures have micro braids and not saying as like a 
like, oh, then it's okay. But the way other cultures do micro braids is not the way black people do braids, do mm-hmm. box braids. And so people are just like ruining their hairstyle, trying to imitate black people when it's like, no, your hair doesn't work like that. Exactly. Turn around. The call's coming from inside the house. Like, for real. The call's coming from on your scalp. She's dying. <laughs> Hear her. She is dying. Um, just like, I think about the way that we talk about black women's hair, black people's hair, and it's just like, it, it reminds me of the conversation we had, well, now, I guess it's two weeks ago now, about um, the movie Bad Hair. Mm. Um, and just the villainization and the demonization of black hair. Like, it's always like, we, we, we are told a million times that, like, as we're told, like, in, as children, and we're told, even as adults, that, you know, black hair is, you have to wear it a certain way, you have to tame and you have to control it. It's, oh, my hair is so hard to control. My hair is so, like, this and so that, and, oh, it doesn't work with me. And then, you know, we take the initiative, we take the steps to attain some semblance of, uh... Honestly, whiteness. We we try to get closer to not being black. We try to get as, as non-black as we can get, and then mm. we're the then we're doing it wrong. Then we're the bad guys. Um, and so I wanted to talk just not I don't know how super briefly this can be, but it's just it's hmm. I I hate that black women have to do a million things and it's all wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I mean, like, what they really want is mm-hmm. just us to be white. Exactly. But we we can't. So and every step we take to get to that level is wrong. I think yeah. that um So I live in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like they they had like little little kids wishing they was white. Like I was one mm-hmm. of those kids. I used to wish I was white so bad. Like, you didn't see yourself anywhere. Your features were mocked. I got called a monkey for minding my own business. Like, it's, it's, and it's like, it's the kid, it starts young. That, like, it hatred. It starts very young. It starts of, at birth, honestly. Yeah. I keep, like, I keep thinking about that post that's like, Everybody think they maybe got good hair until they grow out of that placenta perm. And it's really it. Yeah. People love to be like, oh, my baby got good hair. My baby hair soft. And the baby hair turn out 4C nappy like the rest of you. And then it's like, oh, the baby suddenly like less, ug- less pretty, less so ugly now. Like, that's a baby, bro. It's your baby. Mm. Um, But I wanted to talk about... um. Jeez Louise, what did I want to talk about? Um, okay, so but yeah, I live in Philadelphia, and basically one of the it's it, one of our like we have a lot of celebrities that come out of Philadelphia, right? Um, one of the ones that we taught were taught about in school a lot was Madam C.J. Walker, even though she wasn't actually from from Philadelphia, she did a lot of work here. Mm. Um, she was. America's first female millionaire, I think, right? Am I sure? Yeah. Okay. 
And basically, um, if you don't know, Madam C.J. Walker made most famously a lot of like products to um, basically make maintain and take care of um, black hair. Uh, it was uh, I believe that the most famous would probably still be the hot comb. Oh God! Which I'm is sorry. just like, <laughs> which is a phrase. Just like every black person, every black woman hearing that phrase, just kind of got a chill down their spine. I, like, I had a flashback. My mom <laughs> would burn my ears with those hot combs all the time. <laughs> you would just my, my grandmother, like you know, you just you put it on the stove, and then Not you the and you shake it off a little bit, <laughs> and then you run it. Yeah, through my greasy ass hair. <laughs> <laughs> my God, um, it's such a visceral experience. It's so, it's so bad. Um, but she also made a lot of like other. She made like straightening formulas, and she was a very fancy lady, by the way. Like, there's a there's a pretty famous picture of her, and like, and it's just, like, she's in this car with her friends, and they're just like out and about in the town. They have these fancy hats on. I think it's a very fancy picture, and I love it really much, very much. But, um, I'm not gonna lie. It, it makes me kind of upset that we talk about these, um, I don't want to be like, I hate Madam C.J. Walker, but I also don't want to <laughs> be like, Yay! We should love that she created all these things to straighten our hair because it's not, you know, her fault that she was born into a time where she had to, everyone had to, you know, straighten their hair and get these, you know, these unattainable standards of whiteness uh, to get jobs and to respect and to be considered respectable. But also, the thing about the old days is. They the old days, like yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say we should stop praising her ingenuity, but also we should probably stop hailing her as a hero for straight for making it so that black women could train their hair and could be further expected to straighten their hair. I'm mm. not saying that she's like a active contributor in systematic racism. I'm just saying that, like, it's a shame that her ingenuity was put towards that. Yeah. There's a lot of glorification from people nowadays going on. There's a lot of glorification people, and it's specifically the non-black people. Like, when I was younger, teachers, the teachers were usually black, but every now and again you would get this, like, non-black teacher, this white woman who would just come in and be like, yeah, Madam C.J. Walker made it a lot easier for you guys, huh? And it's what the hell is like, what the hell, Stacy? What's that mean? Not Stacy. <laughs> um, but then again, I was like, I was, I was eight, so <laughs> we're unable to make these connections. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm older, I recognize that, like, yeah, you know, this was a. I recognize a couple things. Um, black hair from the beginning. It's always been scrutinized. It's always been described in like really nasty ways, um, and taken treated in really nasty ways. Would be between to be being like just cut off completely, or 
burned and damaged. And then came the natural hair care movement and Afro Sheen. Wait, can I talk about the can I talk about the relaxers real quick? Oh, of course, of course, of course. Not to interrupt or anything. No, it's but cool. I just I just had a few things to say. I wrote down some notes. But um, Ooh, they wrote notes. <laughs> I'm specifically speaking as a person who had relaxers after the the bobo and the beads. Um I wanna say I started getting them when I was like six maybe like and i I specifically remember there being pictures of me in this little um it was me in this little red dress and i had my hair done it was all straightened and it was my natural hair but you know it was straightened and it was it was all long and thick and i like i think about that a lot because my hair has not been the same since mm-hmm. those I got relaxers for all those years. And it, like and I know this happens to a lot of black people, black f- feminine people, I would say majorly, that's not a word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so I went and I looked. I, I was like, hmm, where did this come from? So uh, one of my sources says that Garrett Morgan was one of the first people that started making these creams or whatever to get your hair to be straightened. Um, and apparently like it was at first it was marketed to marketed to both men and women rather than just women. But all you see now on those little boxes, a little black woman with a big old smile and that straight behind hair. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, Mm-hmm. Fun fact: He probably he apparently made like traffic signals and gas masks as well, which I thought was interesting. But um, I just I think I question. Yes, Garrett Morgan is that's two first names. Is he white? No, <laughs> no. really. It was Garrett. I want to say it was Garrett Augustus Morgan. There Augustus. we go. <laughs> Something but like that. I'm on the floor at the concept of. Two first names. Is he white? <laughs> <laughs> no, there, yeah, Hi, Garrett, my name's Garrett, uh, my name's John Paul. No. Okay. Cracker. Yeah, <laughs> Garrett Augustus Morgan. I mean, he looks black to me. <laughs> this little he had his little perm on. Uh he looked like his name is Richard. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um I just I was it just it, it it kind of hurts that um like black like i was raised by like the majority of my life i was raised by a single black woman and i it sometimes it hurts to think about that she felt like she like she almost had to do that to my hair in a way mm-hmm. cuz like i mentioned before i used to get teased for being black uh like I got called a monkey, you know, moss hair. My hair looked ugly, all this type of stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. a little, little kid. So I'm assuming that might have been, like, one of the reasons why my mom started doing this in the first place. And, like, I don't know, it hurts, like, that we had to, at such young ages, assimilate to the Eurocentric standards of beauty to make us seem like we're more proper and dainty and feminine 
and all this other type of mess that they just want to apply to people and like oh like i wouldn't want to say like there's trauma attached to it because in a way it's not that serious but also perms like i said before mess up people like Mm -hmm. i remember one time like my grandma my godmom is a hairdresser and she used to do my perms and i remember one time I went there, my hair burned so bad when she was like reapplying it because I hadn't gotten one in like a hot minute. And like I was in my chair crying, like, like, like it was an ugly cry. It was real tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's strange. I don't like it. I wish it wasn't as ingrained into black culture as it is. Cause I feel like almost everybody at some point either got a perm or their hair straightened in a way that kind of damaged their hair. And I just think it's whack. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I think that now you mentioned that it was like, not that serious. You don't want to call it traumatic. Well, I think throughout my personal hair care, like hair journey, I would consider like the time I've had my hair straightened, especially in the ways that my it would be kind of aggressive the way it was done or I would be like being berated as it's being done like um I would have being have my hair straight and my ears burn as they're crying and it's just like um you know they they tell me things like oh you're like such a wild child you have to like get it together you have to do this and this and this you're like you have to do this this is like something you have to do you'll, you'll never be like good enough unless you do this and I think that that sort of interaction with my hair kind of made me resent myself even more, even with my hair straightened. I still would hate such a big part of myself, you know? And yeah. so I don't think that I would just, you know, be so quick to sweep it under the rug and be like, never mind all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, a lot of our are being like black people in general um our relationship with our hair is like a seen as this battle rather than it being like a genuine relationship like it's a resentful sort of begrudging relationship that we have with our hair it's not like a part of us it's like oh this is thing we need to like all the hair products out there it's like curl tamer or other stuff it's just like you need to tame your wild hair and all that and i think it's really traumatizing for a lot of us to Mm -hmm. view ourselves that way like we need to change and take care of and manhandle this part of ourselves for just doing its thing right yeah it's really damaging to how people will view themselves and it's such a lie <laughs> that black hair is like something that needs to be wrangled when you learn how to take care of it in the end it's not difficult like it, it's just a matter of knowing yourself and knowing your hair just like it right. would be for any other type of race like you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that um uh i think that after like 
Hmm. I, I want to say that like it's the, the the current black hair movement. Like there's a there's the natural hair care movement. Um, what happened to that movement is the same thing that RuPaul's Drag Race did to drag. You know what I mean? Yeah, a goof. Um, a mainstream. Yeah, it, it commercialized it, and it took away the core aspects of it. So that is to say, um, what happened to black the black hair, the natural hair care movement was enough racially ambiguous mixed people with the one with the like two C hair. No, not two C. But like, you know, with the really loose curls got it to the forefront. Because yeah. I, everyone I guess forgot that who it was originally for. So we see ads from like the sixties and the seventies, like the Afro Sheen ad keeps that keeps circulating on Twitter. Um Afro Sheen. Afro Sheen. <laughs> it's like the the one with the bomb. <laughs> and they put the thing then it starts ticking and it's like push, and then the guy's looking at it like, huh? <laughs> I love that ad so much. <laughs> And it's just like someone pointed out, I saw this on Twitter, someone pointed out that we really just backtracked. Like we just kind of started moonwalking backwards. Uh in terms of we used to it used to be, yeah, use your afro. And if your afro looks like this, great, and you should be proud of your hair. Blah, blah. And then we're moonwalking. We keep going, and suddenly, oh yeah, your afro. Make sure that it lays and doesn't stand on its own. Keep backtracking. Yeah, Afro, don't do that. Make sure you it's got the only acceptable curls. kind of hair. Is like exactly is the loose curls. It's it's like coils so tight you look like Dora. It's it's really finger coils like, and um, it never dark brown, never mm. the original dark brown. I've seen so many people at the at the forefront to, on like the Instagram pages of natural hair, and it's like um, they'll have like the loose curls and like the the you know it's like a very specific hairstyle where it's like loose curls and like the part in one side so that it all lays to the other side, and then um, it's like a like a it's a little bit bleached with like highlighted. With the like yellow highlights, not yellow, but like blonde highlights, and it's just like it's a very specific kind of like bastardization of the natural hair care movement. Mm. Um, and it, it just it it makes me wonder like, what does this do to the kids, bro? If I see another child with baby hairs laid, I'm swinging. I don't need you. Don't you don't need to lay your ba your babies. Baby hairs. Like that's a baby. Um you don't have to. It's just it's like we 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 talk about hair and we talk about like, we we mentioned baby's hair and um we talk like in the natural hair care movement, it's like kids aren't even allowed to have like hair oh your can't even have like nappy kids hair anymore. If the kid's kitchen not done, then you're like, look, you're a bad parent and your kid's like dirty and you like. Like, remember when people used to like openly mock 
Blue Ivy Carter a <laughs> child oh, for damn. having nappy hair. <laughs> And be like, mm, and she's not like Northwest and all the. But first of all, Northwest is mixed. Northwest is exactly. gonna naturally have the hair that you would consider good. Like, a, she was a baby. She was less than a year old. For real. And people were going around. Oh, her hair. So this. First of all, your hair is that. That's the thing that gets me the most. I think. It's just a self-hatred, blatant self-hatred. People it, love mm -hmm. to pretend that their hair isn't like that. It'd be the bitches that be like, that like to talk about the bitches that be like. But, exactly. exactly. Talk about it. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's distressing to some degree. Because I'm sitting here, like, and that's why I think that we have things like bad hair. Because of, because of this self-hatred, non-black people and black men will think will look at it and be like, oh, well, clearly they hate themselves. And that's why they get the weaves and the wigs and extensions. Yeah, yeah, this makes sense. I'm very intelligent. No, you ain't. Go to hell. <laughs> it's just, ugh. Makes me sad. Truth is untied. We're not Tamla Man. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I don't I didn't mean to rant for so long, but <laughs> it's getting fired up. I think something about the natural hair movement that bugs me a lot is like so much focus is on appearance. Mm -hmm. Like so much mm -hmm. of it is about like, make sure your curls are defined. Make sure they look juicy or whatever the fuck. And it's like, I'm going to be so honest right now. I have traction alopecia because of not taking care of my hair correctly because I wear hijab and because of a bunch of other factors. And it's just a part of who I am. And I'm like doing things to help take care of it and not make it worse. But I always feel mm. like self-conscious because we totally rag on people with bad edges. We totally rag on people that will have patches in their hair. And I feel like we need to have space in the movement or just in general to uplift people that have hair problems. Mm -hmm. Because so often it's just like you only see quote unquote healthy hair. Like no, the natural hair movement should be for everyone with Afro textured hair. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It should be about uplifting Right. And loving the hair that you have. And honestly, hot take, a lot of these people with the healthy looking hair, it don't be healthy. No. The hair oh, be true. dying. For ride. Their hair look crunchy. They sound crunchy. Stiff where? <laughs> Stiff right there. Stiff right there. Like, it's not, it, so much of it, like you said, it's on appearance, and so we don't actually recognize what's, what hair is healthy. And you can look as healthy as you want. You can look as juicy and as bouncy and as whatever you want. But if your scalp is dying, then it's dying. For real. Honestly, it's it's like it's like skincare. People put everything on their face, and it's just like all the other unnecessary stuff on their face. And then like they look fine, but you know their their pores are clogged, and they're like basically killing their skin. So like it's really just like appearances and like the way it looks is not always what it seems. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Johnny? Yeah. Though. I was just saying, like, the appearances thing, like, 
like when I was researching like perms and stuff, you you know that guy that like he he had the he allegedly had this long 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 natural hair and he started like this hair care thing in Majig that turned oh, out to be a scam. Didn't he have like daughters too? And yeah, like, and his daughters were like, fake. Like on the scam. Yeah, and I was that like it just I just made that connection because they would always do like these photo shoots with all like and their hair was just all magnificent and huge and all this other stuff. And it just, and they were given that credibility based on appearances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just made that connection. No, I, I definitely see where it came from. Like, it, and I'm glad you made that connection because it's like, you really can just say anything to niggas. <laughs> you think people would just you can go say on anything. the internet and lie? <laughs> And tell lies <laughs> and just be fibbing. God. Um Nobody's safe in these streets. Nobody's safe. Damn. Can't have shit in Detroit. Can't have Okay, well, this is like a really personal and important story. So, of course, I'm going to share it with strangers on the internet. Um, (laughs) Basically, um, my hair has been like done for me. I really don't. I can take care of my hair, but I can't really like do it. You know, I can braid my own hair, but that I can do braid braid my own hair and I can do bantu knots and that's it. Um, You better than me. (laughs) Um. But like yeah, up until I was like 17, 16, 17, my hair was done for me. That includes washing my hair. Um, I knew how to wash my hair. I knew how to use a shampoo and conditioner. But I my my mom always just insisted on doing it for me because like I have bad my scalp is really dry, so I get bad dandruff, so I had to do it in a certain way. Um mm. and it's just like a lot of my hair story i guess has been me trying to figure out what to do with my hair once my mom began to tell me that she wasn't gonna do it you know not like anymore but she just wasn't gonna do it um for me as frequently because you know i had i have four siblings um and you know she's she's a big person and my dad wasn't gonna do it. i didn't want my dad to do it honestly but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just like uh it was just a lot of the my hair, a lot of the the inter, inner turmoil over my hair was trying to figure out what I was going to do with it. For a long time, I just figured I'll just shave it because you don't have to take care of shaved hair. Long hair, the forehead. Um, That's a lie. <laughs> literally, it. Oh, uh, and now that my hair is shaved, it's just like um. Well, let me before I get to um. Before I get into having my hair shaved, I had locks for maybe three years. I had locks, and they were not super long. They maybe came down to, like, my shoulder area. Um, I was very proud of them. I, I, however, did not love them. I liked having, like, locks, and I thought they were very pretty, but they weren't, mm-hmm. like... I, I kind of did them just because I was encouraged to do them. Because again, I thought it was an easy style that you didn't have to take care of. Um, to some extent, it was easier, but it was also, it, I absolutely had to take care of them. So a lot of it was just kind of like, 
me dodging effort to do things. And I eventually just got, I realized how, not dysphoric, but I didn't like how my face looked with locks. And maybe I'll return to locks at some point and maybe get like full locks and we'll try it again. But as it stand, as it stood rather, I really just didn't like my, like my face with the locks. So I ended up cutting them off. Um, so I, I went from three years of shoulder length hair to basically, what do they call it? Like itty bitty afro or whatever they call it. I just had, I was really short and it was choppy in some places because like I didn't get it professionally cut off. So it was just like, it was just, it was all over the place. So that was, that's how my hair was for maybe four, four or five years. Then, um, and I would have it braided intermittently by my mother. Uh, or I would try to do Bantu knots and I would try to braid my own hair and I'll take care of it. And throughout this time, I was also questioning my gender identity. Mm. Um, and you know how that goes. <laughs> um, sure do. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, <laughs> we're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I was trying to be someone I wasn't. So I realized that with these locks, I didn't like my face in them, but I didn't even, it's not even that I didn't like my face, because I'm very pretty, but it's not even that I didn't like my <laughs> face in them. I didn't like everything else. Like, I didn't like how feminine long hair looked, even though I knew plenty of uh, masculine people and, and men with long hair. Um, I just didn't like how it looked. I thought it was too feminine, and I wanted to be as, I didn't want to be feminine. I wanted to be as masculine as I could be, or as I was allowed to be, because I hated being a woman. I hated everything about being a girl person. Um, and that sort of that sort of grief and internal discord is something that, like, I don't think non-black people. Specifically white people, but not that people in general will ever truly realize. Because you're told your entire life, I was told my entire life that my hair is one thing. It's, it's, I told my entire life that my hair is both beautiful and a travesty. And then I grow up and I keep believing this and I'm trying to find ways so I can get, like, to avoid taking care of it because I hate it so much. And now I'm this person that I think I am, but I'm really not, and I might be, and everything's just so confusing and you know you know what let's just shave it all off so for three years i wanted to shave it all off and then <sighs> i'm just i'm going on a tangent i'm spiraling but yeah it was just like it's just so many different emotions and things tied up in my on my hair and currently i have my hair is just shaved i i buzzed my hair down it's not super short but it's short um i like it <laughs> that's it i like it, it looks nice that's, that's um, what matters that's what matters i like it i'm taking care of it but i I look back on myself and my braids and my straightener and the hot comb and the locks and the that weird period where i kind of had hair but also didn't and i i wonder how much of it how much of what would what would be taken out if I wasn't black? You know, like what part of it 
wouldn't happen if I was not black, if I did not have Afro textured hair. If I was a little white girl, well, obviously, I probably wouldn't have locks, you know. I say probably because you never know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's a wild card. <laughs> uh, I was really rolling the dice with that one. But, um, and I wonder, like, if I was, you know, if I wasn't black, what part of me, what part of that story would look different? I wouldn't likely be so chastised about my hair. I likely wouldn't be, you know, criticized and belittled for how my hair looks. So now I wonder, like, Damn. What did I do to make them niggas that mad? Like, <laughs> 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 now I'm vibing, I guess. That was everywhere. That story was everywhere. And it really didn't have a, a plot or an ending. But um, I ain't write it down because I wanted to just go off the dome. So yeah. <laughs> I like a Chia yeah. Pet, Loki. Not a Chia Pet. We love Chia Pets here. I love a good Chia Pet. <laughs> I mean, I do. Yeah, I know with hair, it's it's such a journey, especially with black hair, because there's so much... Well, it's like I said earlier, it's such a political thing. It's so politicized that the journey to loving your hair or being in a place where you feel good about your hair or even just like neutral or even slightly towards positive can be really hard and a really long meandering path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lots of stops and turns. Um, I know with my hair, I was like, I was also in a place when I was really not doing well mentally and I didn't care about my hair at all. I didn't want to take care of it. I just said whatever and now I have days where I'm like oh it's hair day like I got all this really cute stuff that I'm gonna use she's gonna be so moisturized we're gonna use this nice hair oil because it's like not to sound like a hokey white woman influencer but my road to self love (laughs) really involves my hair (laughs) (laughs) I I invoked uh, Caitlin Riley. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I don't know who that is. But, um, I I, I think that hair is identity. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a prominent part of so many cultures, but black culture specifically, like, like, like with the beads and the bobos thing, everybody had that. Like, it, like it's so ingrained that hair is so important to us, and I. It makes sense that the way your hair is perceived would a, a, affect your identity. I think is what I'm trying to say. Right. Because, like, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, hmm. My hair hatred sure did have something to do. With my little transgenderism, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, it's wild. We need a research paper on that, actually, like the connection between uh, LGBT discovering and hatred of the hair via black people. Because I also that's kind of what I had too, where I was like 
trying to get back at myself by not taking care of my hair. Like, y'all feel, feel that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of like, maybe if I... That's like, I think that with the whole, like, having locks and not taking care of my hair for the period in which I didn't have locks, it was just kind of like, maybe if I ignore it, it'll go away. Maybe if I just <laughs> yeah. like, really bad to it, it'll go away. Even though hair doesn't go away, dumbass. I had this, I don't know if it counts, but I had, like, this period, like, like a few years ago, I decided to, like, have a big chop, basically. Because mm-hmm. while my hair wasn't, like, long, long, it was uh, the longest it had been in a long time. And I was like, I think I will cut and dye my hair. And my mom was like, oh, my goodness. She was just so upset. <laughs> but it, I remember I did it because, it, this sounds kind of, I wanted to look gay. And I say this as a person who, for the most part at the time, was consuming content made by white gays. Mm. Mm. That part. So I, I, I like, I wanted to be perceived as not straight, but the the white standard of not straight, if that makes sense. I, I completely, I can, I see exactly what you mean because I do relate to that. Huh. The way I relate to that too. <laughs> <laughs> we are all shaking hands. Uh. <laughs> and this is why I'm making black gay media for the blacks by the blacks. Thank you very much. Homegrown. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I now that we're talking about I have the I'm sorry, we I'm sorry, we do you have something to say? Oh no, I was just making a joke. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I to say, like, really quickly, I'm thinking about, like, because you mentioned making black hair media, black media with black people, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking about my own character. If you don't know <laughs> what I'm about to say, <laughs> then you're not even a fan. Basically, Luna. <laughs> we love Miss Luna. Basically, um, my, I have my the main character of my first novel, The Wandering Girl. Her name is Luna Eclipse. Luna, her defining character trait, like the the biggest part of her silhouette, is these two gigantic Afro puffballs in the back of her head, mm. and um, powder poofs. Abs- powder poofs. They're they're powder poof pom poms. Whatever you want to call them, they're on the right. They're on, like the the back of her head, like towards the bottom, and. I remember someone basically implied when I, I was drawing this character, I was drawing Luna and I was, um, so it was implied by someone. I don't remember who it was. I remember I was in like school though. So must've been like 10th grade creative writing or something. So 10th grade creative writing. Um, and I was, we were talking about our characters and I had drew, drawn my character and someone said something to the effect of, um, you know, she looks like a wild child. She looks like this, this, and this. I was like, Luna's very mild-mannered. Thank you very she much. Looks, she looks like a, a wild dumb. child? Like, she's said? not a wild child. She's not a problem. It was just like, I don't know. What could be... What could be... Yeah, like, she Luna's looks like she's, design, like, unruly. Luna's design has always been mild. Like, from yeah. as long as I've... It's like, she looks like a very chill person. <laughs> She's she's always smiling. I've never I barely draw Luna like unhappy. Always smiling and just like 
very sweet looking. She wears like she's very round. She wears she's very round. She wears like um a soft blue colored like like romper and like yellow rain boots. I'm like, what part of the screams like a ruly child to you? It's just her being black and having big hair. Mm. And so I think about, I remember I, from that point, I decided that it was going to be canon and that Luna's hair could not be cut ever. Um, because I don't know. It's just this, my subtle way of being like, man, fuck you. Um, I think that this is only something that I don't know. I don't think black, like non black people would have ever, like, I don't know. It's just not something that happens. Um, that I don't think that it would happen to other people just because I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> mm. It's like people people who are not visibly black might ha- probably won't have those like attributes put onto them mm-hmm. based on appearance. Well, Anyway, Stan Luna for clear skin. For real. When is the book coming Stan out? Stan Luna for good dreams. Stan Luna for good dreams. Oh, that's so sweet. When is the book coming <laughs> out, though? <laughs> Edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I'll how big you sound. <laughs> Uh, I'll put like a sensor bar, <laughs> sensor sound. <laughs> When's the book coming out? Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do we want to give our final thoughts? My final thought. <sighs> if you're black and you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, my hair is, you know, it's fine." I want you to change that fine and just start saying the most cheesy positive attributes. I want, I want you to say like my hair is just grand, isn't it? I want you to say dump shit like <laughs> that about your hair and mean it with your full chest because you are absolutely powerful but not powerful because I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on making it like strong because you can be strong but you can also, you're also beautiful. And like your hair doesn't detract to your beauty, it, it enhances it. You're gorgeous and I love you. And your hair is immaculate. Period. Period. Y'all said that like I had said, amen. Because <laughs> you basically did. <laughs> Ladies and um, gentlemen, can I get a talk beer? A long black one. But um, my final thoughts. Hmm. I just say, as as if you are a black person and you're listening right here, <laughs> no matter how you do your, I feel like I'm about to start an R&B song. <laughs> but <laughs> no matter how you do your hair, like. Do it. Do your do your hair for you. Mm-hmm. I I feel like we don't put put that out there enough. Don't do it for you. Do what you want with the advice of a hair professional. But do what you want <laughs> with your hair. Because 
in the in the end, at the end of the day, that's you. It's going it's attached to you. It's almost always going to be attached to you, and you gotta live with her. So take care of her. And just 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 learn to love her because I, I know she loves you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess um my final thoughts are for any black person listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> do something nice for your hair. Just whether it's give yourself an affirmation or maybe do that hairstyle that maybe takes a little bit longer. Put some oil in her, you know? Do something not only good for the visual appearance, but good for your scalp health. Do something Mm -hmm. that makes you feel beautiful and amazing. Do something that really puts you in touch with your hair because it is, even though it is politicized and even though it is seen as this, it's many things. It is a part of you, and that part of you is gorgeous. Also, I'm sorry, I have a final, final thought. Or two. Uh, buy a do-rag. Buy a silk Buy cap. a do-rag. Buy, buy, buy a bonnet. Wear Please. your bonnets at night. Please. Wear your bonnets to sleep. Wear two, because you know the bitches be falling right off. Exactly. Or you can get a satin pillowcase. Ugh, I would love one. Would you? Can I link my Amazon? <laughs> on this podcast description Um, we are accepting donations (laughs) okay 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 final final thought I would like all to join hands through the computer screen okay are you holding my hands yes yes okay in the words of the holy Nicki Minaj pink wig (laughs) thick ass gif of whiplash amen Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Going Up. Here's your floor.